Welcome to the FarmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in FarmD Nation to episode number 72 of the FarmD Money Podcast. My name is Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. In this podcast episode, I want to talk about one of the major concerns most people in the United States have right now, and that is inflation. So unless you've been living underneath a rock lately, everybody has experienced either one way or another the impacts of inflation, whether that is the increased amount you're paying at a gas pump or the increased bill you have after checking out at the grocery store, or maybe it's just the increased amounts you're paying on your utilities and everything in between from mortgages or home prices to car prices and everything else. Inflation has touched almost everybody at either one point of their life or another. And for some people, it's starting to really drain on their personal financial situation, specifically those who have less means than others. So in this podcast episode, I want to touch on inflation, where I think it's going, what our federal government is doing to control it, and what outcomes I believe are more likely than not to happen over the next two, two and a half years because of the inflation we're experiencing right now. So to jump right in, I first want to touch on how inflation came to be in America over the last 24 months. How did it start? And there are a number of different theories. And again, inflation is really complex where you can't point to just one specific thing and say, that's what did it. And there are probably a lot of economists out there who are way smarter than me who may disagree with my opinion, but this is where I see it coming from. And I think the source was when the pandemic took place and when businesses shut down and when the federal government started to basically produce and increase the money supply in America. So go back a couple of years and remember when people were getting those stimulus checks. Remember when people were getting paid to stay at home. Remember when all the PPE loans were given out in order to keep people on payroll. Well, a lot of that money had to come from somewhere and really it was just printed money being put into the economy above and beyond any sort of economic production behind it. And what that led to was an increase in what they call the M2 money supplies in America. Where I think in 2008 it was like $850 million, and now in 2022 it's like $9 trillion. So the amount of money circulating in our economy has absolutely exponentially grown over the last two years due to the pandemic. And a lot of that money supply was due to government regulation that was put in place to try to keep the economy stable during the pandemic. And whether that was the right decision to make or the wrong decision to make, it's basically up to each individual circumstance to determine whether that was good or not. Long term, I think we'll look back on it and say it probably wasn't the right decision, but who's to say that something different would have been better during a pandemic? Only time will tell. So that's where I think inflation came from. And it didn't start until 2022 because people really started to feel more comfortable. The economy started to open up a little bit and people spent money. Well, now we're at a point where all of a sudden inflation is taken off. Well, what can we do about it? Well, the current model right now is, well, let's rely on the Federal Reserve and the tools they have at their disposal to try to fight inflation 
just like the Federal Reserve did back in the 1970s. So right now the Fed is trying to lower the amount of money in our economy or lower the circulation of money going through our economy by increasing interest rates. So their theory is that if in interest rates go up, it's going to increase the cost to borrow money, which is a huge factor in the over increase of money supply in our economy, where remember before, um, a year, year and a half ago, you could get a mortgage for 2.6%. You could buy a car for relatively nothing down with a low interest rate. You could max out credit cards with small interest rates. And that helped promote the excess as far as money supply in our economy. So the Fed goes, you know what, we're going to fight this by increasing interest rates in order to make it more costly for people to borrow. Well, not only is it going to make it more costly for people to borrow, but it's going to incentivize financial institutions, banks, to not want to loan that money out or to make the standard to loan that money out a little bit higher. And the reason for that is because if you're increasing interest rates, it's actually going to compensate banks more to hold onto those reserves because they have excess reserves sitting in their banks right now, and it could become more profitable for them to hold on to that money because of the excess interest rate they're going to get compared to lending that out to borrowers and taking the interest that they can get there while taking the risk of those borrowers not paying back the money. So it could become a no-brainer for these financial institutions to hold on to the money instead of borrowing it out because they're going to get paid more by taking less risk doing that. So now the big question is, is that strategy going to work? And this is where it gets really down to the nitty-gritty where it could go in either direction. My thought on this is I'm about 50-50 whether this strategy is actually going to reduce inflation or not. And I go back to the first point I made is inflation started because the increase in money supply and will raising rates decrease the amount of money we have in circulation in our economy right now at a at an impactful rate that's going to bring down inflation. And I'm on the fence. I mean, just think of the, the amount of reserve banks have, and a lot of that reserve are held in checking and savings accounts and safe banking products like CDs. Now, you're going to tell me that as in interest rates go up, that's going to automatically pull all that excess reserve out of bank accounts and lower the M2 money supplies in our economy. I don't see that happening. As interest rates go up, investment markets are going to become more volatile, which a lot of people have experienced so far in 2022. It's going to decrease the market value of bond-like investments as interest rates go up, which is going to spook people and it's going to force them to pull money out of their investments and put it in safer places, which in my opinion will be insurance products and banking products, which in turn is going to hold those excess reserves in those places a lot longer, which is going to keep inflation higher for a longer period of time than what I think the Federal Reserve would want to see. So this, in my opinion, is going to lead to one of two outcomes. Outcome number one is we will hit a recession because the Fed will continue to raise interest rates. It's going to push the economy too far. Those increased rates are going to cause too much volatility and we'll hit some sort of recessional period in 2023 or 2023 or 2024. Along with that recessional period will come 
layoffs, which we're experiencing right now in our economy, it will slow the economy down quite dramatically. And worst case scenario, inflation will still remain high because of that excess reserve in our economy from a money supply standpoint. That is worst case scenario where we hit recession with high inflation and we hit a point of stagflation, the type we haven't seen since the early 1970s. The other option I think we have is we, the Fed pulls off what they call a soft landing, which is them being able to tame inflation through these increased interest rates. Markets see that the Fed has it under control. We start seeing little glimpses of hope in our economy that maybe we won't hit any sort of deep recession in the next two years. And once that confidence, once that little glimmer of hope hits, confidence heats up and investment markets turn around and our economy starts rolling again. That would be the the ultimate scenario, the, the best case scenario in my opinion. But I don't see that happening. My opinion is I think we hit somewhere in between where we do hit a recession. Markets continue to pull back. Investment markets continue to pull back. But we get inflation under control where instead of being at 7 8%, the Fed is able to get it down to 4 or 5 which again is higher than their target of 2 but it becomes more realistic if we try to get it at 4 or 5 We enter into a recession, but a recession from an investment market standpoint isn't a bad thing because markets are probably already priced that in and new long-term bull markets happen in the middle of recessions. So at least we know we've gone through the, the depths of the pain people are going to experience from an economic and investment standpoint and brighter days will be ahead once we've reached that recessional period, which I think we're going to experience late 2023 or early 2024. So that is my quick rundown of where we're at from an inflation standpoint, what caused it, what the Fed is trying to do to fix it, and what the ultimate outcomes could be in the next 12, 18 to 24 months and what I think investors could look forward to over the next two years. Now, I could be completely wrong and it could go in a completely different direction, and that's what makes this so interesting that nobody knows for sure. But regardless, the Fed has got a tall task ahead of them trying to control inflation. And I think it's a coin flip whether the tools they're using right now are actually going to make that happen. My hope is it does and they're able to hit that soft landing and it's better for everybody than the other alternative, which is a recession with continued high inflation. So there you have it. That's my economics 101 about inflation. Um, If you want to learn more about myself, FarmD Financial Planning, visit farmdfp.com. If there are topics that you'd like me to talk about, email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions or ideas you'd like to hear me talk more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.